So before we get started on this week's episode, let me tell you about my presenting sponsor, Hunt to Harvest. Now, Hunt to Harvest is back with us here for our second season at Three Wide, and we are excited to have them back with us. Right now, they are having a special sale on their long sleeve and short sleeve shirts, as well as a selection of their hats. Now, if you're like me, you're a little picky about your hat as far as fit and style, there's no need to worry because they have plenty of choices in the Richardson 112 style, which I believe is the best hat out there on the market today. So if you're looking to upgrade your hunting shirts or hunting hats, head on over to hunttoharvest.com. That's H-U-N-T-T-O-H-A-R-V-E-S-T.com. And be sure to enter that promo code RADNEY18923 at checkout. That's R-A-D-N-E-Y 18923. Or you can simply click on the link below in the description. It'll take care of all that for you. And you can have a wonderful shopping experience at hunttoharvest.com. Welcome to the second season of Three Wide. I'm your host, Radney Crawford. Today, we are going to be previewing the 2023 season for all three series in the NASCAR world. We're going to be discussing driver changes, rule changes, and also pointing out some of the drivers and teams to keep an eye on as the season unfolds. There's a lot to unpack, so let's get started. So kicking things off, we are going to take a look at the upcoming 2023 Craftsman Truck Series. Craftsman comes back in as the title sponsor for this series. And a little bit of a change on the schedule, a lot of changes in the driver side of things. Schedule-wise, they are returning to the Milwaukee Mile. This will be their first race back there since 2009. And they also are going to be making a stop at North Wilkesboro on All-Star Race Weekend. That weekend is going to be a packed house every night at North Wilkesboro, no matter what's going on. That's a very going to probably be the hottest ticket in the series of, of all three series, really, on the season. On the driver side of things, we got quite a few drivers going for Rookie of the Year. A lot of young drivers that are working their way up from the ARCA series, and some guys to keep your, your eyes on. One of them being Nick Sanchez, who is driving for Rev Racing. This is a Chevy team that's aligned with Kyle Busch Motorsports. Now, the big thing with Sanchez, he has Danny Stockman coming in as crew chief. And if you remember Danny Stockman, he is the one who won the Truck Series Championship as well as an Xfinity Series Championship with Austin Dillon. And Danny Stockman, he stuck around and still crew chiefs. And it'll be interesting to see if he can mold another young driver, turn them into a championship contending driver. Uh, and Nick Sanchez, he's coming off of Arcus Championship last year. So it's going to be a team to watch, see how Nick and, and Danny Stockman jail. Uh, that could be a, a very good combination, especially to start out Nick's career. The driver that I think is the favorite for Rookie of the Year, and he's really my pick, it is Raja Karuk. Now, Raja, he made some starts last year for Spire Motorsports, as well as some Xfinity starts for Alpha Prime. This year, he's driving for GMS in their full season. And this guy has a lot of potential. Is uh, he, he showed some flashes in his handful of starts last year. I think not only name-wise, but talent-wise, I think he is the one at the top of the pack. Also, you have Jake Garcia, who is just 17 years old, and he's going to be driving the 35 truck for MHR Racing. Now, him being 17, he's not going to be able to start the season at Daytona. He's not eligible to run that race yet, so Chase Elliott is going to start the season in that tr truck. And Jake's really the unknown of the group. He's won some track championships like at Five Flag Speedway and some late model championships. But as I said, he is the unknown of the group. Not a whole lot of starts in the national circuit as far as NASCAR goes. 
So that, that'll be a driver to keep your eye on. Another one is Daniel Dye, who will be teammates with Raj Akaroof at GMS. Last year, he finished second in the series standings to Nick Sanchez. Didn't get any wins, but still in a very impressive driver. He, he's This whole group, really, it's a lot of unknowns. I think Nick Sanchez and Raja are going to be the top two drivers of this group. Daniel Dye could surprise me uh, and be very competitive. It's just a lot of raw potential in this group, and that could lead to a lot of mistakes early in the season. Uh, this might be another wreck fest as far as these, you know, with as many young drivers as we have in that series, not a lot of experience on this level, but we'll wait and see. I think there's a lot of, you know, good drivers and guys that can be making their first step in a long NASCAR career. But right now my pick is Raja to, to go away with that rookie of the year title. As far as drivers swapping around rides, you got Haley Deegan moving over to Thor Sport. Thor Sport making the move to Ford. She is taking over Christian Eckes' ride, and this is going to be a big year for Haley. She's not had the greatest past few years with DGR Racing. She came in with a lot of lot of hype, a lot of potential. The potential is still there, especially with how she ran in the Xfinity Series last year at Las Vegas, a solid 13th place finish. I think the Xfinity Series would be better fit for her. Uh, compared to the truck series. The problem with the truck series is you can get sucked in that black hole and, and you could be there for your whole career. And and we've seen a lot of drivers careers just stall there in that series. So hopefully this is just kind of a, a good step for her to get ready for Xfinity racing next season, but she's going to have to go out and perform and press. She's going to be in the top 10, be in the top five consistently and, and contending for wins eventually. But another driver, the, driver she's actually replacing christian eckes he takes over the 19 truck for Derek kraus at mhr racing and this could be a big win for mhr racing eckes is you know not knocking Derek kraus but christian eckes he's won in the truck series he's a consistent driver and i think this this could really be a good season for mhr in the long run which i don't want to get too far ahead i'll talk more about them in just a second obviously the big news is two teams that are Swapping manufacturers, that is Kyle Busch Motorsports with Kyle going from Joe Gibbs to Richard Childress. That team moves from Toyota to Chevy. And now Kyle Busch's drivers are Jack Wood, who's going to be making some part-time starts, and Chase Birdie, who's going to be driving the four truck full-time. And those are two guys that didn't have the best season last year. Uh, this isn't the, the caliber, the big-name talent like you used to seeing at Toyota, where that pipeline is just loaded with, with a lot of ex, excellent drivers, really. These guys are kind of unknown, unproven. They haven't been in Kyle Busch Motorsports-type equipment. I'll give them that. So it'll be interesting to see how this team, how the KBM team performs in the Chevy, especially with these two guys. These two drivers, they're going to go out. This is their best shot at furthering their career, so they're going to be trying to make the most of it. And it could go one of two ways. It's either going to be your typical Cobbish Motorsports year. Chase Purdy turns it on and he, you know, can crank out a couple wins. Or it could be a very frustrating year, a year of growth for Cobbish Motorsports and with these two young drivers. The other big team was David Gilliland Racing. They are moving to Toyota and being renamed Tricon Garage with Dean Thompson, Corey Heim, Tanner Gray, and Taylor Gray driving for that team. 
Now, Corey Heim, he's looked at as the next big Toyota driver. He's going, I believe, have a great year. He had great runs last year for Kyle Busch Motorsports. He got that first career win at Atlanta. Tanner, Taylor Gray, those are two guys who were with DGR last year when they were Ford team and showed a lot of flashes. Uh, Taylor came close to winning a race. Tanner, he was inconsistent, but he started out the season very hot, getting those top tens. And it's for those two guys, they're going to have to put a whole season together, especially Tanner. I feel like the pressure's more on him than Taylor. So those two guys got an excellent opportunity now being in what is really the flagship truck team for Toyota. A lot They're going to have a lot of resources they didn't have before. So that's going to be a group of drivers to watch as the season goes on. The team to watch, though, this year for me is MHR. I was just talking about them getting Christian Eckes. And as I said, I think Christian brings them up a step competitively. Truck Series winner. He's a consistent driver. I, I think this gives them their best shot at getting into victory lane and getting that first playoff spot. Also, they have Colby Howard, who showed flashes again throughout the season last year, and he really had better runs and more consistency towards the back half of the season. And they also have the young rookie and Jake Garcia. So a lot of a lot of young drivers right there that that could help that team and possibly get them over the hump into that next level where they're contending for playoffs and trying to push forward to a championship. And the driver to watch, it's obvious, is Haley Deegan. First time with the top team, in, in all honesty, with Thor Sport, that Thor Sport is a team that has won championships. You know, look at Matt Crafton, the Jimmy Johnson of the truck series. Also, drivers like Ben Rhodes. So this is her best shot. She has to be up front more often. She has to show that, that she can contend up there for wins so she can get ready to take that next step to the Xfinity Series. I believe she's Xfinity ready, just unfortunately, there was no rides really available last year in that series or this, this upcoming year in this series. The big question is going to be who will challenge Zane Smith now with drivers like John Hunter Nemechek and Chandler Smith gone. That's two of his main competitors last year out. You do still have drivers like Ben Rhodes, Stuart Friesen, but there's got to be another big, uh, another name that really, you know, pushes through, goes through the glass ceiling. It does Ty Majeski take the end of last year where he won two of the last three races and just turn it on and start knocking out wins and becoming a title threat, the top guy in this series. So we'll just wait and see. It, it, I, I think it's going to be an exciting season. I hope Ty Majeski can turn it on, and I think I think he, he has good potential to be a spoiler for Zane Smith looking to uh, repeat as champion. Now, as far as the Xfinity Series, this is going to be a very exciting 2023 season. You have a lot of the top guys gone, new drivers coming in. Who's going to step up and take over the Xfinity Series? You got the top, really, three drivers from the past couple seasons gone. Ty Gibbs, A.J. Allmendinger, Noah Gregson. They're all gone to the Cup Series after winning a combined 20 of the 33 races last year. So that leaves plenty of opportunity for a lot of other guys to step up. And, and there are plenty of candidates, really, that could, you know, take over the mantle of top Xfinity driver. Obviously, the first one that comes to mind is Cole Custer. He moves back down to the Xfinity Series. In his last full-time season there, he won seven races, and that was him going up against drivers like Tyler Reddick and Christopher Bell. But you still have some other usual suspects, guys like Josh Berry, Justin Allgaier, Brandon Jones, who's now with Junior Motorsports, Daniel Hemrick, 
champion a couple of years ago, and Austin Hill, who really made his presence felt last year in the Xfinity Series. But now, as far as the other drivers, this is prime time for them to take over and to take the next step in their career and be a consistent race contender and championship contender. Drivers like Sam Mayer, Sheldon Creed, John Hunter Nemechek, he's back in the Xfinity Series and with Joe Gibbs Racing. Young guy like Sammy Smith, Parker Kligerman, Riley Hurts, Chandler Smith. This is a packed Xfinity field, and from top to bottom, solid. The Rookie of the Year contenders this year is Sammy Smith, who's young but looks to be the next Toyota superstar. Uh, he's going to be competing for Rookie of the Year, as I said, driving the Joy Gibbs Racing Toyota. But he's going up against some solid competition, guys like Chandler Smith, driving for college racing. He comes up from KBM in the truck series, and he's also going to be making some cup series starts. He's going to be attempting the Daytona 500 here in a couple weeks. A guy I'm looking forward to seeing run the full season, Parker Retzloff. He's running for Jordan Anderson Racing after some part-time starts last season for Ryan Sieg's team and our motorsports. And Parker was one of those guys who kind of came out of nowhere. He qualified well, ran good in the equipment from Ryan Sieg's team. And even with he got a couple starts there at the end of the year with our motorsports. He's a dark horse guy to watch. Uh, it's going to be tough contending against Sammy Smith and Chandler Smith for the rookie of the year title, but I expect Parker to have a pretty solid season. Now, as far as our motorsports goes, there's no plans that have been announced. And, and it's really unfortunate to see because this team was a team that had a lot of promise. It went from having one full-time car to last year going to three full-time cars and did that in a span of three seasons. And I think that was just too fast to growth for this team. The question is, are they hitting the reset button, kind of going back to part-time starts or maybe one full-time car? just to try and get their feet back under them? Or is it just an, another case of a promising team that grew too fast and got spread too thin and they're out of the sport just as fast as they come in? Like I said, no announcements have been made. There's been no rumors circulating that I've seen, but real unfortunate to see that team after all the promise they had. One of their former drivers, you got Anthony Alfredo. He's going to drive for BJ McLeod Motorsports, uh, getting sponsorship from Dude Wipes his sponsor from his days at R Motorsports. And that may be a step down, I guess, for from a competition standpoint, R Motorsports. But Anthony's a solid racer. He had some good runs with R Motorsports last year. Really was probably their best driver, their best car out on the track. Came close to winning a couple races. It'll be interesting to see what he can do with, with a team like BJ McLeod. Um, you also have Jeb Burton. He's going to Jordan Anderson Racing. This could be a, another good fit for him. You know, Jeb has long had struggles, especially last year with our motorsports, where he would be caught up. He had, I forgot how many weeks in a row, getting caught up in incidents and crashes and not finishing the race. With Jordan Anderson Racing, teammate like young guy like Parker Retzloff, this could be a good spot for him to maybe finally get settled in. And Brett Moffitt, he's going over to drive for AM Racing. They are making the jump to full-time Xfinity while also competing in the truck series. And Brett's a solid racer. I think he will have solid results with that team. That, that's a good driver for that team to start out with in their Xfinity career. You also, some other driver news, you got Ryan Truex coming back on a part-time schedule with Joe Gibbs Racing. He's doing six races. They also announced today Joe Graff Jr. is going to be doing a handful of races, I believe five five or six with them this season that was met with a lot of 
skepticism to say the least. Um, but this is something Joe Gibbs Racing has done before. They bring in these guys that may be unproven, and it gives these guys a shot into top tier equipment to see what they have. I, I'm all for this kind of move. I enjoy seeing guys that aren't used to running this type of, of equipment getting into some of these top rides, and you see what they have. If he goes out and has some solid runs, top 15s, top 10s, I mean, who knows where he can go from there. It definitely solidifies his career. Now, if he goes out there and struggles, obviously that, that's going to be tough on, on him in the long run. You also got Kaz Grala finally returning back to full-time racing, driving for Sam Hunt Racing in the Toyota. That's a good spot for him. I'm excited to see what he can do, as well as Jeffrey Earnhardt. He's going to Alpha Prime Racing. I feel like that's another good spot for him to race. A lot of people were wanting him to go, you know, to Richard Childress Racing after running the three car last year at Talladega. That didn't work out, but Alpha Prime Racing, I feel like that's a good spot for Jeffrey to be running at. But unfortunately, on the other side of the the, the drivers getting new rides, you had Landon Castle losing his full time spot with Colleg Racing in the ten car. He was getting sponsorship from Voyager, a cryptocurrency, and they're they're five. I don't know if they filed yet, but that company's in trouble looking at, I believe they have filed for bankruptcy. I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but it's unclear how many starts he now gets in that 10 car. I know colleague wants to keep him in the car as much as they can. Sponsorship is going to be key on that. You, they did announce Justin Haley. He will be running multiple races with that 10 car. Try to bring something solid. He'll bring the sponsorship to try and keep that third team going, but it'll be interesting to see what they're, driver lineup will look like now with, with losing Landon Castle as a full-time driver. The team to watch on the Xfinity Series side is to make Jordan Anderson racing. This is an interesting driver dynamic you have now with that team. You have Retzloff, you know, he's a guy you're going to need to keep your eye on. He was impressive in those starts. And I think this is a probably the best case scenario of a team he could wind up with. If he wasn't going to be running with Ryan Seek's team, this is a just as good of a team, I feel like. I think Jordan Anderson Racing is pretty competitive, could be even more competitive now with guys like Parker and Jeb. And, you know, of course, Jeb starts with a new team again, and he was the butt of many jokes last year. Uh, he had many incidents to flip over at, at Pocono. However, he, when he was able to put together the races, you can go back and look at the results. He was a consistent top 15, borderline top 10 driver. He had good runs. And I feel like if he can clean up the mistakes, finish the races, he's going to be a fringe playoff driver. And he's going to be one to watch at the super speedways. He won at Talladega in the range short race with colleague his one Xfinity race win so far, but don't sleep completely on Jeff. He might can sneak up and get himself a, a playoff spot but the driver to watch is without a doubt parker clickerman he gets his first full season opportunity in a decade he and he has earned this chance he's consistently impressed in his few starts that he gets each season whether it be in the xfinity series or the truck series he won last year at, at um mid ohio in the 75 truck that's been a good fit for him and i think it's allowed him to have this opportunity for for a full-time spot in the Xfinity series and driving for big machine racing. This is another solid team. Somebody, another team you cannot sleep on. They won last year at Texas with Tyler Reddick and Kligerman. He won, ran one race 
with them last year at Talladega and they got a sixth place finish after qualifying in the top 10. He's going to be a fan favorite week in and week out. And if he can get that win and get himself into the playoffs, fans are going to be pumped for that. They're going to be even more invested in that Xfinity Series playoffs. So hopefully Parker Kligerman, he, I expect him, I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a win, to be honest with you, and get that playoff spot. But man, this, this Xfinity field is so deep with so many top drivers, really up and coming drivers, young guys trying to, to make that next step. It's going to be a tight competition. I feel like all year, even though they lost three of their biggest drivers, there's plenty of others to, to step into that role. Now on the cup series side, the big thing that came out earlier this week was the rule changes. They announced uh, of all these rule changes, the main one that got, a lot of headlines was that there were going to be no more breaks at the end of each stage at road courses. They're still going to have the, the stages. Stage points will still be given out, but they're going to keep the race going. They're not going to throw the caution. So I'm, I'm hundred percent for this. Uh, and a lot of fans, people within the sport have been calling for this saying that the cautions are unnecessary at these road courses. It causes way too much time on the length of the race. This will help shorten that and hopefully help retain viewership throughout the race. The big thing to watch is what will this do for race strategy? You're now going from running a race with breaks in between it plan and you can plan your pit stops out the past few years to where now you're back to running the full race, no guaranteed cautions. And I think that's going to make the racing better. I feel like it's going to make strategy that much more important and also, will this extend to other tracks in the near future? I would be okay if they went to this rule at tracks like Talladega and Daytona, at, at short tracks like Bristol, Martinsville. I'd be okay if they announced it. I think mile and a half, they should keep it there for now, just because mile and a half right now are such a crapshoot as to how the racing is going to be, at least with the guaranteed cautions. You can get those restarts and, and have some sort of exciting racing on the track. But for six races, we're going to have complete green flag to checker flag races, no guaranteed breaks, no guaranteed cautions. Also, NASCAR has now banned the move done by Ross Chastain at Martinsville, the Hell Melon move, and that's banned at all tracks. They they state they're stating it falls under an existing rule already that states such moves are deemed to compromise the safety of an event. They're worried about, say, a driver goes up there and does the same move what if something flies off that car and hits a fan so you get some debris and, and a spectator is injured they they cannot afford that and the penalty will be a time penalty so i'm sure a five second ten second penalty that that would make it that would moot that point the the move um i understand why they made this call and it makes ross's move at martinsville all that more special there's it's never been done before it'll never be done again and that move in itself, whether they had banned it or not, is going to be a highlight, much like the 1979 Daytona 500 fight, the Dale Earnhardt pass, but not a pass in the grass. That That's going to be an image that NASCAR is going to lean back on and advertise and show as much as they can. Now, they also changed up the penalty for losing a wheel coming off pit road before it was a four race suspension for a crew member and the crew chief. And I believe it was the Jackman tire changer, quite a few 
people would be suspended for four races in that instance. Now it is a two race suspension for two crew members. So not necessarily the crew chief is automatically suspended from what I'd seen in one tweet. It's going to be a race director call. So that's another one I give a thumbs up on. I didn't see any reason why a crew chief was getting suspended for four races for something that's out of his control. And I feel like that's a step in the right direction to, to fix this penalty. The damage clock, it is now seven minutes. It was six. So the teams get an extra minute to work on the car. And as far as the playoffs go, before there had been a top 30 rule in the Cup Series. If you're not in the top 30 in points, if you win, that doesn't you're not guaranteed a playoff spot. You have to be in the top 30 in points. Now it is that is taken away. That is done away with. You could be in 33rd in points and say, like Corey LaJoy at Atlanta last year, where he nearly won the race battling Chase Elliott. He was outside the top 30 at that point. If he had won, he would have had to have uh, gotten up into the top 30 in points just to make the playoffs. Now would not matter. He he could win that race and be automatically have a playoff spot as long as nobody kicked him out with another win. In the Xfinity Series and Truck Series, it's the top 20. That's done away with. So I don't see that one being a big needle mover as far as seeing a lot of, you know, I don't see that really being an effect on the playoff system unless you just happen to have that odd Corey LaJoy moment where somebody is outside the top 30 and it doesn't allow they get back in. And if they win, they get in the playoffs. So I don't think that's going to be a, a big mover anyway. The Choose Cone is now going to be at, they're now implementing it at super speedways and dirt tracks. And also they are expanding the restart zone by 50%, 25% at each end. That is something that the drivers have been wanting, just something to give them a little bit more room. And that's more of a, a, a win in the lead driver's favor. It, it gives them a little bit more opportunity to catch the rest of the field off guard. Now, going on to the drivers for Rookie of the Year, the drivers running for it, you got Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson. Noah Gregson driving for what is now Legacy Motor Club. It was Petty GMS with Jimmy Johnson coming in. They are now named the Legacy Motor Club. That name change was kind of 50-50 on whether fans liked it or not. I was all about the name change. I like it. It's different. You know, we have so many. You're Joe Gibbs Racing, Richard Childress Racing, Hendrick Motorsports. Um, Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing. This kind of changes it up a little bit. I, I, I like it. It's a little bit different. It's, it doesn't fall in line with, with the norm. And for Ty Gibbs, the 18 car is no more. It's now the 54 car. And both drivers are getting their Xfinity crew chiefs. For Noah Gregson, he gets Luke Lambert. Ty Gibbs, he gets Chris Gale. So both of those drivers will get their crew chiefs, and I think that will just help them move along uh, as far as from a competition standpoint. And most of your rookie drivers, they go through a learning curve. But I feel like with this new next-gen car and as many starts as both of these guys had last year, I think that will help them a- as they tackle this season. You know, we've seen guys like Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Christopher Bell, so on and so forth. These rookie drivers come up and it takes them about three or four years before you finally start getting them up at the front, competing for wins and getting wins. Now I'm not saying I I expect Ty Gibbs or Noah Gregson to go out and start winning races like those guys have once they finally got the hang of it. 
I wouldn't be surprised to see them win, but I think the learning curve is going to be much shorter for them with, with as many starts as they had last season. The, the big news over the offseason was Kevin Harvick. He announced that he will be retiring after this season. It's rumored that he will be going up to the Fox Sport booth at the end of uh, this year, taking over next year. And with this announcement, Harvick, in my mind, will go down as probably a top 10 driver. I would put him in the top 10, definitely the most consistent driver throughout his career. You look at it from start to finish, he's had maybe four winless seasons throughout his career. And even when he wasn't winning, you were st- he was still in the mix for, for races. I look at two main drivers last seasons, last full-time seasons of their career. You look at seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson. In his last four years, it was a struggle for him. He wasn't the Jimmy Johnson we were used to seeing. He only won three races and got 14 top fives, and that's in his last four seasons. Tony Stewart and three-time champion, Hall of Famer, in his last four seasons, he got two wins and 13 top fives. So those guys were right there with each other as far as how they competed in their results on the track in the end of their career. Now you take Kevin Harvick, say he goes out this year, he gets no wins, no top fives, no top tens or anything. Doubtful. He's going to I have no doubt he's going to go out and get some wins, get plenty of top fives, and be a playoff contender. But say he doesn't do any of that. His last four years of his career will have been 11 wins and 38 top fives, and that is counting his nine-win season back in 2020. He will go out, I believe, on a high that me personally, I have only seen Jeff Gordon go out. Jeff Gordon in his last season went out, and everybody remembers he won at Martinsville to put himself in the final four race, an opportunity to win a championship in his last career start as a full-time driver. I believe Harvick will do the same. He's going to get wins. He's going to have a chance at the championship. And one reason I firmly believe that is his mentality. Harvick throughout his career has always been known as either a no-holds-barred or a hard-nosed racer, aggressive driver. And... With that mentality and him coming into what he knows his his last year, this is his last chance to become a multi-time champion. He is going to go out there and, and let it all hang out. He's not going to leave anything on the table. And just that mentality alone is pretty scary as far as what he may be able to do this last season. So it, his leaving is definitely going to leave a hole in the field. I believe it will also leave a void in the garage. Harvick has kind of had kind of taken over as the veteran voice. And now with that gone, who, the question becomes who steps up and becomes that veteran leader in the garage. Now you also have Kyle Busch. He is going to the eight car for Richard Childress Racing. That was the, the big free agency move last year. How will his season go? I, I believe with this team, the way they perform with Tyler Reddick, I can see Kyle Busch going out getting two or three wins. He probably should have had two or three last year with with Joe Gibbs Racing, but unfortunately with some parts breaking, engines blowing like at Darlington last year, he only got the one race win at Bristol Dirt. So I, I still expect a solid year for him, but if this thing kind of goes off the rails, if he doesn't go out there and perform and struggles to be running up in the top 10 and all, it, it could get ugly pretty quick. You then have A.J. Allmendinger. He is moving back to full-time competition 
And with all the road courses we have, I believe it's a safe bet to go ahead and pick him at with a win or two. And that doesn't mean sleep on him at social uh, super speedways or at mile and a half tracks. His time in the Xfinity series, I think has really helped elevate him as a driver on all sorts of different tracks before he was just a road course ace. Really now he's going to be somebody to watch week in and week out. Ryan priest. He takes over the 41. This is his first real shot at a top cup ride. Yes. He had his time with JTG Daltrey racing, but that ride doesn't even compare to Stuart Haas racing. He's, but he's going to have to go out and impress. I don't know how, how long he will have, how many seasons, if he would even get more than one season to go out and, and prove himself that he is deserving of this ride and of the spot in the cup series. And with Harvick retiring, does that take a little pressure off of them? Will they be so worried about trying to find that, that new driver for the four car? Will that lead to Ryan Priest maybe getting a couple seasons behind the wheel of a, a Stuart Haas racing? It's going gonna, it's gonna to have to be wait and see. Keep an eye on them at tracks like Nashville, where he's won two truck races. At Bristol, where he's won in the Xfinity Series. I would keep an eye on him also at New Hampshire. I think it's going to be a strong t- track for him. So I'm excited to see what he can do with this top ride. We know the talent's there. He's just got to put it all together. And this 41 car that has struggled ever since Kurt Busch is gone, can he get it over the hump and and become a a contender and consistent top 10 driver? The team to watch, well, I didn't really have a driver to watch in in this series. There's so many moving parts, so many new drivers coming in. It's tough to say. So I got two teams to watch. The first one is Roush Fenway Keselowski Racing. They showed improvement as last season went on. You had Chris Buescher win at Bristol, and Brad Keselowski, as the season went on, he showed more consistency with that team. And I think Brad, he gets into victory lane this year, and I think Chris Buescher has a career year. I think he gets back into victory lane as well, maybe multiple times. But what makes Chris Buescher different from everybody else is his consistency. He is a Matt Kenseth S driver in the sense of he doesn't, he isn't flashy about it. He goes out there and he gets top tens. He gets top fives. He gets the most out of his car as he can. And that's what won him the Xfinity series title years ago was consistency, getting a couple wins, but mainly finishing races and finishing as high up as he can push the car. The other team is going to be 2311 racing. You now have, Tyler Reddick and Bubba Wallace together. I believe this move makes Tyler Reddick a weekend and week out threat. He was very impressive in RCR, but comparing them with 2311 racing, I feel like 2311 is just a, not much of a step, but a step up from Richard Childress as far as speed and resources. And with that alone and the way Tyler drives the car, he is going to be, be a guy to watch. He he's going to, excel in this car i believe and he won multiple races with richard Childress racing as you know think about what he can do with 2311 toyota which is toyota really only has two top teams and that's this one in joe gibbs racing and imagine what he could do with the resources he'd have and bubba wallace he had a career last year unfortunately got the wind knocked out of its sails with the deal with kyle larson at vegas but i feel like he builds off of that, and I could see him winning multiple races. I, I think he gets his first playoff spot in his career. 
he he showed he really growed last year as far as consistency getting up there and, and like i look at his second place finish at michigan he was in the mix and even though he lost the lead wasn't able to get it there was no panic he didn't start sinking through the field he he held on and he held on for a solid finish i think but you might want to get used to seeing bubba running up front more often than than you have seen in the past few years and Toyota, before we get off this, Toyota was talking and they're saying how they want to get more teams. They they only have really Joe Gibbs Racing 2311, as I said. that They want to expand on that. They want to get more cars out there in the field. The question is now going to be what team will flip to Toyota. I could see a team like a JTG Daughtry. If they're approached by Toyota, hey, come over here. We can give you more than Chevy has. I could see JTG making that move. Outside of that, I I don't see a team like Front Row leaving Ford. I don't think one of the big, any of the big three teams is going to move. I don't think Legacy is going to move. Trackhouse is going to stay Chevy. I think JTG is going to be the team to watch in this move to see if they go to Toyota and try to up their program to a more competitive standpoint. So, this is if we thought twenty twenty two was exciting. I feel like 2023 is going to be even more exciting. I, I think we still have quite a few winners. I don't know if we see quite as many as we did last year in the cup season, but you look at this field and it's easy. You could probably point out 25 drivers that you, you could see go into victory lane. So sit back because we are just getting ready to kick off. You got the clash coming up here in a few days and then the gates open, the race is on. So it's going to be a fun 2023 season. I look forward to discussing the week in and week out every race with you as the season moves on. And that'll wrap up our first episode of 2023. As always, thank you for joining me and listening along. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast from so you can know when the next episode drops. And I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of their week and make plans to join me next Monday as we will be looking over all the action from the clash at LA Coliseum.